You're listening to United Q Podcast. We're brought to you by ProQ, Kamado Joe, Thermopen, and Smokewood Shack. ProQ's extensive range of bullet smokers, reverse flow, and gravity-fed smokers will suit all, from the home enthusiast to the big volume caterer. Kamado Joe, the king of ceramics, is renowned for build quality and innovation. When smoking, roasting, or searing, get that great barbecue taste and keep the moisture locked in. Thermapen Instant Read Thermometers. Take the guesswork out of barbecuing with the super fast Thermapen. Smokewood Shack delivers quality smoking wood every time. They provide the smoky goodness, you provide the talent. this week's show we've got matt harris hi matt how are you yeah good good guys how are you really good thanks yeah great to awesome. get you on the show thanks very much yeah i've been listening to your show for quite a while and uh yeah i really love the content and uh love uh hearing just just chatting about barbecue the things we all like eh? yeah perfect right so we'll, we'll get on to some of the cool stuff you do with your like you've got the awesome facebook group and your competition team and all the rest of it but if you just kind of give us a little bit of an intro about who you are and what you're about okay um my name's matt harris um i'm a i'm the creator of the kamado owners of australia and new zealand facebook group uh this was something that i started up oh going on almost three years ago now um after being involved in uh cooking with fire generally and more specifically competition barbecue with my team uh, Shire Smokers Barbecue. Um, I hail from the southern parts of, of Sydney, um, the Sutherland Shire, um, which is uh, near Cronulla, um, beachside sort of suburb. Um, okay. Yeah, so, uh, and um, yeah, just, I'm just like everyone else. I, I love to cook with fire and I love to talk food. Perfect. We should get on well then. <laughs> yeah, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, 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 how come you started the uh, Kamado Owners of Australia and New Zealand group then? Well, I noticed that uh, I was probably one of very few people that had one. Um, we have, uh, as you're, you guys are probably aware, after speaking to Jay and Adam from uh, from the ABA. Uh, we've got a very big group of about 60,000 people. And I noticed there wasn't a lot of, there was a lot of sort of opinions that needed a little bit of guiding in a, in a bit more depth without without too much external noise from people who don't actually own Kamados. 
mm-hmm. um, there was there wasn't a lot of lot of help out there. So um, I I like a lot of people with the with a Camaro, given the, s- the small amount of people with them, uh, convinced a couple of my old rugby mates um, that I that I'd played with over the years uh, to buy one, and I sort of started this group, and we kind of took it took it from there with a bit of support from uh, some other other groups. Um, managed to got over just over two thousand people in the group, but um, yeah, it's a good one. There's there's about fifteen hundred really active members, which is really really good. Yeah, that's good. It's a it's hard work, isn't it? Like starting up a group and maintaining it and getting people engaged. But that's a real good rate of engagement you've got going in the group. Yeah, look, I found I found that it's. I mean, I'm learning on the go with with Facebook groups, but ideally, um, trying to keep a lot of negativity out of there. I found was getting on the front foot first. Like each one of the two thousand one hundred odd members, I've messaged personally to say hi, welcome, and I think that really gets people into the zone. Um, I mean, like not everyone gets along. I probably had to kick off a few people, but um, but outside of that, everyone's super super friendly and super helpful, um, and I'm very happy with the way that that's going. Perfect. So, and what's do you kind of with the group? Do you kind of just leave it as a kind of free for all chat, or do you go, try and go for like kind of focused chats around specific things? Um, I th- at the at the initial initially I had to uh, to get sort of provoke conversations a bit, um, but then over time, over the last sort of six to twelve months, I've had these guys who are really good at taking photos and making videos and have the time and resources to do that uh, type of thing really engage quite heavily with the group. So these days it tends to, it tends to run itself. Um, Occasionally they'll, we'll throw out there a post on the weekend, like what are you cooking this weekend? And then we get a thread of like, you know, a hundred odd pictures and, and and it's really, really great stuff. Um, You know, um, and everyone's there to help, you know. It's, yeah. Um, yeah, that's, uh, yeah uh, speak your pardon. I was going to say that's the that's the best part about having these kind of communities, and it is that when you've got the right group of people involved, then everyone's helps each other out. Yeah, well, that's it. That's it. You know, like I think a lot of people are very um, they find it hard to engage and get are a little bit um, reluctant to show that ask ask silly questions you know and i think i think what's what's evident from a lot of resources out there like podcasts like yours and a couple others that are out there is that there's no stupid questions you know like we're everyone's there to learn like i've i've learned unless ben asks it yeah i've learned some (laughs) i've learned some really great tips from you guys we go oh i tried this and i went oh my god i never thought of doing that and i've been cooking on a komodo for almost 10 years you know (laughs) it's it's, you know things like that you know it's i love it i do love like in forums when you see like uh people and they ask a question i'm oh i'm about to cook this uh I need some help. Never cooked one before. Like, let's just go brisket and uh, about to cook a brisket. Need some help. And then you then read through the thread. I, I quite like catching it maybe like a, a day afterwards. And you've seen a, you get the whole host of everyone talking about like setting up your firebox, doing this, doing that, 
what woods to use. And then like you then actually get the cook going and he's like, right, the brisket's on. People are like, okay, cool. How's it going? And then like you get the whole cook, the whole thread. And then people are like, I'll post your results. How was it? And it's, yeah. for me, I just, I, I love seeing that whole journey. And I think that is fundamentally what like barbecue groups are about. And mm. And yeah, I, I just really love it. I think it's it's it is a it's a like I said, I mean, barbecue in general is is people who are really into barbecue are, in my opinion, generally a certain type of person, and uh, it's it's just a great place to get together. I think these barbecue forums, or some of them in particular, are just great places to to chat to like-minded people and and share. And yeah, awesome. Yeah, I know. I totally agree, and it's. It's it's kind of humbling when you see, particularly like yourselves and myself, who have been cooking for quite a while, um, and it, uh, it when you sort of go, I remember what that was like, you know. Uh, yeah. You know, there's a lot of guys out there who kind of get past and they're they're really motivated to go to the next level and they forget where they were, you know. And I, f- I find I've learned a lot more about how I deal with people, how I can teach people. Uh, and, and what I learned about myself as well at the same time in, in sort of remembering where I was and getting into those things. But, uh, yeah, it's it's always – it's always the brisket one's always a great example, Dan. You know, that's, <laughs> that's a, yeah. it's a really good one, that one. Because everyone's had a piece of brisket goes, I need to know how to do this now, you know. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. We all remember that first bite of barbecue where we went, all right, yep, yep. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do, and I'm gonna do that forever. But <laughs> <laughs> I think I remember like watching, like even like going back, I remember watching like a ton of like YouTube videos, like Aaron Franklin videos, and this yeah. and that, and then like, okay, I'm gonna go for it, order like brisket, and then and getting super excited. I, I mean, we all we all go through that, and it's it's nice. It is just nice to see other people doing it, and and just to support like the ongoing support that probably we all received is then onwards going and giving back to it, which is, which is cool. It's a really yeah. cool person. Yeah. I've got to ask you guys a question. Could, would you, have you imagined that this whole barbecue scene would have got as big as it is right now? Like, I, I, I don't know if I, I would have thought that at the time. And, and I'm just really pleased, like we're sort of saying that, um, that yeah, it is I just a think good it... collaborative environment, you know? Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. I've never really like, thought about it like really to be honest i think like when we got into it it was like a hobby and we loved it and then and like yeah i don't know it, it just for us sometimes we both say like, like everyone seems to be barbecuing but then like, yeah. what we don't know is it because literally all our friends are from the barbecue world so all we <laughs> see is barbecue and it's yeah. like we just living in a bubble that's like, or like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like you become yeah. people Facebook, out there I, don't really barbecue. It's just us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, well, you know, there are times where um, I've got to, you know, I'll be at work or somewhere completely underrated, uh, um, and talking about cooking. I was like, oh yeah, I've got a mate who does that. And I go, oh okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. To, um, what's he cook on? And he cooks on this, and he goes, oh, I think he went into a competition and. I was like, okay, you know, and then find out he's one of my best mates. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, ah, yeah, I know him. Yeah, yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like it's times like that where you go, oh, geez, it can be, a, can be a small world. But, you know, when 
when, when there's guys like us in our community who are so passionate about it, posting their photos online and stuff like that, you're, you're, you're right. You're, you're posting, you're casting a wide net <laughs> or maybe even a short one. Who knows? You know? And it's nice yeah. to see like how it's naturally evolving and like a uh, like barbecue in a sense of like US style barbecue. And then now everyone is sort of now going back to sort of, like that is still barbecue, but also what is barbecue in the wider sense? People doing dishes from all over the world and influences from all over the world and like just uh, different styles and and it's just it's just like an endless way. And it's just it's nice to see that happening rather than just sticking in like a funk of cooking these certain things and everyone doing different things and bringing oh. new things to the table. And I just think that that is what's going to help it continue to grow. And oh, my earth. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, comple- I completely agree. Um, I, 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 I think that's one of the things that makes me such an avid Kamado cooker because of, without sounding like an advertisement, but, you know, it's so it's so flexible for me to be able to explore those options. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, like um, there was one the other day that I saw well, from one of my friends who had turned his Kamado into a tandoor. And he essentially just stuck skewers on the stick and shoved it down the top vent. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'd done that. I tried that a while ago and I sort of perfected, but it's that constant chase of like, oh, I've got to try something new. And, you know, there's so many, because it's such a collaborative environment, the barbecue scene that we're talking about, that it's so easy to go move to the next thing, next thing, next thing, rather than getting stuck in some habits, you know, of yeah. things that you like to cook. Yeah, it is and like you say it's like, a constant quest, isn't it? Of like, what new thing yeah. can we discover this this time? Yeah, and then also everyone's sort of taking these things and then morphing them and uh, interpreting them in their own ways, and then they become sort of hybrids. And it's just that it's it's just nice to see happening and and just super inspiring. It just keeps us all inspired cooking. So I mean, if we're just knocking out briskets every single day, it would soon get pretty boring. Even though yeah. they taste amazing, don't get me wrong, but uh, yeah. it's 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 the things that keep inspiring us and keep us moving forward and keeps barbecue in general moving forward, and it's just great to see. Yeah, that's it. Oh, but it's it's one of those things. But when you have people come over and they see how much they enjoy just doing the, you know, the brisket and pulled lamb or pulled pork or yeah. whatever. Um, yeah, it's still it's still really cool to see them really enjoy that <laughs> as well. You know, even though it's not, yeah. So you might sort of try a couple of things here. You might add a little bit of this, a little bit extra of this spice, or try something a bit different. And yeah, yeah, no, no, it's it's uh, yeah, it's, it's it works, quite right. It works, right? It works both ways. It? Sometimes you're like, am I just getting stuck in just doing the same things every week? Like sometimes you do get to a point where you're like pretty sure i've had pulled pork every weekend for the last month but, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then but i think a lot of that yeah. also you know you find i don't know about you guys but also what's available and what's cheap and what's in season sort of yeah, kind yeah, of gov- yeah. helps govern me you know um you know you, 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 we eat a lot of lamb in australia you guys eat a lot of pork and lamb you know so it's easy yeah. to and we've got great beef in australia as well too um but, you know, yeah, whatever's right, special, right. really, and yeah. try, try something new, yeah? The offers definitely control me a lot. I'll go in thinking, oh, I'm definitely going to do beef this week, and then you go in and you see, like, an amazing bit of lamb there. You're like, scrap those plans. <laughs> I've got, no. I've got, <laughs> oh, got oh, something that's new. That's going to be good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I totally agree. Yeah. 
So what got you into barbecue in the first place? Let's rewind. Uh, let's go back a few years. <laughs> yeah, so um, I, I, um, I've always cooked with fire. Um, so in Australia, and like a lot of households, we would use a flat cast iron uh, grill. Um, no grill grates, just flat and build a fire underneath it. Um, my dad was a was a rugby league player, um, and we, so there was always barbecues and parties and all that sort of thing from the from the outset. Um, I played I played rugby in Australia and travelled and played overseas as well, um, which led me. Um, I wanted a bit of a do a working holiday, so I actually lived in London for a little bit and then ended up in uh, in Montreal um, playing rugby over here and. They've one of one of the main dishes, uh, the Quebecois dishes, is uh, smoked meat, which is uh, very similar to a pastrami. It's made okay. from it's made from brisket, and um, and another thing, yeah, but it was always being North America. There's lots of barbecue restaurants, and when I got back to Australia, I was like, oh. I really like smoked meat sandwiches. I've got to work out how to do that, and I really wanted to learn how to do the ribs. So when I got back, I started doing a ton of research and given the, given I live in Sydney and I was living close to the city, I, I came across Kamado's and I thought, this thing's pretty, I can, I can barbecue regularly on this. I can smoke on this. I can do all sorts of things on this. I think, I think this is the one I want. A lot of yeah. the guys at the time were buying offsets and pellet cookers and all that sort of thing. But um, after Traveling the world for two and a half years, I, my budget wasn't fantastic, so I was on Gumtree or Craigslist for the North American guys, and uh, found a Kamado from a. I'm pretty sure he was a pretty rich banker kind of guy living in a very very posh suburb of um, <laughs> of um, of northern Sydney, and we sort of sat there around talking about barbecue for an hour, and he goes. Mate, you can have it for 300 bucks. I was like, done. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. So I retail for significantly more. <laughs> but um, he was like, oh, I know it's going to a good home, my friend. And uh, yeah, so. so yeah, that's no, barbecue love right there. Oh, yeah. This guy was this guy was definitely Southern. Um, and uh, I think he was working for a bank or something or other. I don't know. But he was yeah. in McMahon's Point. So if you... If you can picture Sydney Harbour, the Harbour Bridge, and you've got Luna Park, the, the big face that's on the other side as a big amusement park, he lived right next to that. So that's some uh, pretty prime real estate yeah. <laughs> in, in, in Sydney. So, yeah, managed to I'm, – I'm about six foot four and about, oh, at the time, about 250 pounds of, after barbecue a little bit more now. <laughs> um, <laughs> so – I can get my arms around them. Managed to <clears throat> wrangle it inside the and uh, wrangle it inside the car and moved it moved it home. So it's been uh, it's been my pride and joy since. Amazing, amazing, awesome! And you are back over there now. Currently, is that correct? Yes. Yeah, so yeah, visiting um, visiting some family, uh, visiting my wife's family. So. Um, my, my wife is a bilingual uh, French Canadian. Um, she lives with me in Sydney. We've got a two-year-old two-year-old daughter. So 
um, yeah, got got back over here and got to. Um, I come back every say two years, yeah, thereabouts since uh, since we got since I initially left here, and um, yeah, it's always great to be back. Sun's about to come out. Betting it's the same where you guys are. Well, it's always hot where you are, Dan. Yeah, <laughs> always hot, always hot here. Yeah. <laughs> I actually got a bit of a lightning storm outside, but uh, it's still hot. Don't worry. <laughs> oh yeah, I visited Singapore a couple of years ago. It was uh, <laughs> yeah, I get, I very similar climate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, over here now, and um, I managed to uh, wrangle my way into a competition over here, which is really really good fun. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. So tell us a bit more about that. Oh, okay. So. Um, Take the opportunity, big shout out to 514 Barbecue. Uh, 514 is the area code, so that's why they call themselves that. Um, they've, there's a, if there's something you can say about the Quebecois people, they're very, very passionate people. Um, and there's some guys who were going to competitions and they were bitten. They would, they would, they'd be speaking the same words that we've just been speaking for the last little while now. And they started a uh, a uh, competition, very first one of in Montreal. Uh, they loosely based upon uh, KCBS rules, so a lot of new judges and a lot of people new to barbecue were judging. Um, they had 24 teams, quite a number of um, offenders, and it was it was great. It was just exactly the same sort of environment that I ex- expected. And um, we have in Australia with respect to our barbecue scene. Take yourself seriously, but not too seriously. So, um, good uh, good luck. Sh- uh, shots of whiskey at nine o'clock in the morning, which is um, uh, that's not something we do at home. But you know, <laughs> when good. in when in Rome, yeah. Did it did it, did it bring luck? <laughs> oh, yeah. Nah. <laughs> I'm. Um, I, I, I give. I, I've got the self-titled uh, um, uh, moniker of as the laziest uh, pitmaster in Australian competition barbecue. I'm, um, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm very sort of nonchalant. Um, I, I kind of I tend to consider the judging process a bit of a lottery, and um, whatever happens, happens. You know. Um, but like I've said, you see you see photos when you're competing over the years. You see some stuff and you go, how did you get that score? Mine looks heaps better, you know, but yeah. it's always easy to to look at it. But what I did learn out of the whole thing, well, ribs did really, really well, uh, which was the main category. So they had um, three categories, uh, chicken, uh, ribs, and hot dog. So it was just, they, it was set up as an amateur competition, which was really, really smart of them. Just a one-day thing, so... Yeah, the commitment was easy to, for people who had families and all that sort of thing. I had my wife's cousin come along and give me a hand, and uh, look, my peers had my food and said it was amazing, and that was good enough for me. And that's 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 what drives me to be better when it comes to competition barbecue. What my peers think and not what the judges think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was pretty sure I gave him an open slather to say, "Hey, just don't don't." Don't just be Canadian and nice. Tell me how it is. I'm like, no, no, it's good. Trust me. So that was good, and that was good enough for me. So, um, but what I did learn is uh, the, the Quebecers they um, 
they love flavour. They love salt. You know, you got to really load it on. Whereas um, usually, I probably dial it back a bit and try and not be um, um, try to be the, the least offensive as possible yeah. when it comes to which tends to be the key. From yeah. listening to, listening to men like Tuffy Stone and, and guys like that. Perfect. So what, with like a hot dog round, what what did you did you have like what's the kind of rules that they had around that? Uh, the hot dog it was open slather, like you could bring your own platter and all that type of thing. Um, I felt that I needed to. Um, I, I, I there was a potluck as well, so I had some. The particular butcher I found did lamb, and I felt that. It'd be remiss of me not to, not to bring some bring some love from home uh, for the for the Quebecers. So I did a lamb and mint sausage with a caramelised onion gravy that I did. So very nice. Yeah, yeah. So you know, fairly simple. Like Quebecers love salt, and I went, yeah, that'll work. Um, and I finished <laughs> it with, I finished it with that. Um, I don't know if you've seen it. It's it's a pick a pepper sauce. There's like a brown sauce that they've got. Um, no, it's delicious. Don't. Yeah, okay, it's cool. Sim- it's, it's like a it's like a richer HP kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. Um, so what's it called? Uh, Picka pepper. Okay. It's a Jamaican um, sauce. There's a range of sauces they've got there. There's a chutney one as well in that range. Um, I cool. found it. It was on special. It was on special at the market. It's uh, no, it's it's really really tasty. Um, I just felt. Have you ever been to like a regular Aussie backyard barbecue? Or like, i.e., people not within our community. Everyone's <laughs> having a slice of white bread, a sausage, and some burnt onions, drowned in tomato sauce or ketchup, and barbecue sauce. That's it. And <laughs> I don't think that's just Australia. That's pretty much everywhere, I think. Oh, it, yeah, well, it's just, you know, but it can't be two pieces of bread. It has to be one, you know. And it's <laughs> little boys, we call them sometimes. Um, and, you know, with all the barbecue food that, that we all enjoy, um, there's times where I've, I'm at like a mate's place and I'm just doing that and I'm eating it and they go, you know, my mate will turn around and say, "Ah, oh, a little bit lowbrow for you, Matt." I'm like, "Mate, you've got no idea how much I'm enjoying this, yeah. like, because <laughs> I don't, because I never do it." You know? Um, yeah. So I felt. I Sometimes, felt that like, with that those pop- simplicity and stuff oh, is is all you crave. Sometimes. Sometimes, it's, like, yeah, we we were just chatting with uh, Nick Suarez about the the perfect hamburger, and like, and that's what, and he's eating burgers all over the world. And eating the most expensive burgers in the world, and this stuff. but he's like the most perfect cheeseburger is bun, simple cheeseburger, just chuck steak ground, simple burger, American slices of cheese, and maybe a pickle. And he's like, that's it, nothing yeah. else. <laughs> oh, I pickle. agree. I agree with that because I've been going around the the chain. There's some chains here that are only in Quebec. Uh, there's one called La Belle Province, um, and they have a, They just do a cheeseburger, and it just comes with uh, chopped 
fresh onions, green relish. Um, so that sweet chopped up green relish. Yeah. Ketchup, mustard. That's it. Oh god, it's good. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which is what inspired me with the hot dog. I just thought, like, well, I'm going to try and make the fanciest version of the most simplest thing. Um, but when I saw some of the entries I was walking up, I was like, oh, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've really uh, misjudged this. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, stick to your roots, Matt. Yeah. But there are trophies on. <laughs> you know? yeah. but i enjoyed it the people around me enjoyed it you know so that's what i really enjoyed with the competition here in quebec was like being able to talk about what australian barbecue was all about as well and learning what theirs was all about as well yeah brilliant that, that sounds really good and like you said it's best to just stick to your roots and show them what show them what australian barbecue is <laughs> yeah well that's it you know like i think and i understand there's a lot of teams out there that you know they've got their sponsorships and all that sort of thing i i, I you know, there's times where i think oh should i take should i take things a little bit more seriously um competition wise and and pushing it out there but i felt i wanted to work with my local community and get people into barbecue and i get a lot more enjoyment out of that than having the pressure of having to perform and just really just like you guys, I mean, just love talking to you, you know? Yeah. Well, I've just uh, last weekend I was at um, Brewing Q competition and me, uh, neither myself or Dan really have ever competed. We've never, well, we've never competed in a KCBS competition. We, uh, we once had a laugh in a competition, but we just, like, a bit like you, I guess that we just cooked things that we like to eat rather than, try to mm. cook what the competition was about yeah um but yeah but yeah back at the competition there I was just i just really enjoyed just going around tasting some people's food chatting to everyone about barbecue talking about new products just sharing the love of barbecue and watch everyone else go crazy doing all the competition stuff looks great yeah. fun and part of me thinks oh, i'd love to be involved in that but the other part of me thinks it's quite good fun just sitting here eating and drinking as well <laughs> yeah yeah, that's uh, you're, you're, you're definitely we're definitely uh, cut from the same mold, my friend. Um, we, I, I, I like yeah, with a lot of the barbecue competitions. You, you know, you cook, you see some teams. So I, I mean, I've done it at times. I'll cook one brisket, one pulled pork, one lamb shoulder, maybe a couple of racks of lamb, maybe three racks of pork ribs. You know, and there's teams out there cooking like three briskets to get perfect slices and. I see, I see how much, and they're injecting and adding so much flavour, and I'm like, I want to take some of this home, or, you know, <laughs> um, yeah. is it going to be too much or too rich for people to eat, you know, and you know, much, much rather be making some sandwiches for my mates that come by. Um, don't tell anyone that I'm feeding them. So, <laughs> no, no, apparently we're not allowed to do that. But, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I, I just... Yeah, that's 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 what I'm about, you know. Um, that's also been quite nice, though. Seeing like Australia has sort of done its own thing, which is yeah. in in the competition, which is nice. Like not just not just copying how it's done elsewhere in the world, like the states, mm -hmm. for instance, uh, but putting their own stamp on things and bringing in things like the lamb, which is like fundamental yep. Australian food i mean uh and just things like that and just opening things up outside of the box and uh and yeah i just i, I really like that and i really like seeing how that's 
developing <clears throat> in Australia and and how it's helped, I think, competition barbecue develop as well. Yeah, so it's, look, it's, it's, it's uh, been awesome. Yeah, it's 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 been a heck of a ride. I mean, I I look at um, the way that it's it's just constantly evolving. You know, it, there's a lot of like anything with a people with a lot of passion, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to please everyone, you know, um, yeah. on the weekend, uh, you know, I, you know, there were some scores there that I would expect, um, feedback from, you know, like, but a new sanctioning body, like it is what it is, mate. Just move on, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. but what, what I do like, um, I've made the conscious decision recently after, because, um, you know, taste is subjective. No taste buds the same. Um, I've, I, I've still got the uh, highest chicken score that's been scored in Australia. Uh, it's been such, since beaten under the ABA rules in New Zealand, but it, that, from what I understand, the record still stands. But I've done that another time and it's not scored as well. So, you know, it's down to the yeah. taste, you know. Um, did they like that? No, they, some some of them didn't. I just managed to hit a table where all six liked the texture and flavour of what I put up there. So I made a conscious decision that I'm just going to try things, you know. Um, we competed with a team, not my recipe, but we were, we were doing some Korean spicy ribs instead of just your regular American kind of store-bought rubs and sauces and stuff, you know, and trying to mix it up and see what happens, you know. It's... Yeah, I'd rather be at the top or in the bottom. In the middle doesn't suit me, you know. <laughs> it's um, if you don't like it, that's good. I can take that, <laughs> you know. But you never know what come what came before you or what comes after you, you know, as well when it comes to competitions. So it's um, yeah, just try just made the making the effort this year when I go to some competitions. I try something different each time. Nice, good, good way to do it. I think. But like I say, it's, it's a hard one to like get right in competitions as well, isn't it? and I don't really know what the right answer is. I was trying to think the other day, like how can we make, how can we make judging more kind of generic and more fair? But I don't, can't really see any better way to do it. Yeah, well, I mean, you go to a competition, you're putting up. Let's just say there's four hand-ins. There's twenty-four judges, so six by six. Sorry, four by six, twenty-four. You know, yeah. no twenty, no twenty-four people are going to agree unless you got the same person eating all of your stuff. Like it's just not going to work. It's just not practical. You know, um, it is a bit of a lottery, but there are reasons why certain teams continue to win as well. They hit a flavor profile, um, and what we're seeing now, and I think, and I, I did a class with Myron Mixon earlier in the year, um, and he was great to talk to about all of that stuff, and he goes. Because it's not the established teams, you said. It's the it's the new backyard guys coming up that are getting the awards because they're not afraid to try things. Yeah. yeah, definitely right. So, well, we're getting close to the end of the podcast now, but I know I wanted to just kind of find out from you, like what what's next for you guys, what you're planning to do in Australia. I know, I know that you were you actually organised one of the first ever block parties um, over there, didn't you, for Commodity? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, look, I've I've been looking to maybe start doing um, with with some friends of mine from the south of Sydney as well who are in the barbecue scene. Big shout out to the Smoky Barbecue Bandits. Um, looking to do some beer and barbecue degustation type type nights. 
Um, Degustation is a pretty fancy word in Australia, but I mean, just lots of plates of barbecue and beer um, is how we'll kind of explain it. Sounds good. Um, <laughs> yep, <laughs> tough. Um, and I've got some. I've, I've been doing some classes. Um, keep keeping it simple. Barbecue, I call it. Kiss barbecue. Um, to get new people into it. Um, maybe a competition at the end of the year. Um, but uh, see, this year with the travel over here, so this my wife's family um, decided to um, decided to take it take a little bit of a back step from the main scene uh, over there. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, that's pretty much what's what's going on for the rest of the year. So um, probably might try and organise a block party for ourselves uh, around Sydney or something or other. But um, yeah, awesome. Well, good luck. Try and make in December. <laughs> yeah. I'm in Sydney in December. Perfect. Oh, come around. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So, uh, how long are you coming over for? I'm. I'm, I'm in Oz. I'm in Oz for uh, just over two weeks, but I'm in Sydney for only four days. Okay. Um, it's my first time I've been over, so we're trying to. We've got a bit of a trip. We're trying to ram in a few things, you know. But uh, yeah, but yeah. Well, let's let's squeeze a beer and um, bounce off me, and I'll I'll uh, I'll give you some ideas of what you should do. Awesome, sounds good to me. Perfect. Well, thanks again, Matt. And if everyone wants to, I guess in just Australia, really, you don't want the rest of the world joining your group, do you? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, there's a select there's a select few. Um, look, I'll, I'll be honest. I've tried to keep it about Australian New Zealand barbecue because we like to talk about the types of woods that we use and, and what have you. Um, but we always welcome the big contributors like yourselves to barbecue generally. Um, you know, John Setzler's in there, Eric's in there, Bobby's in there. Um, and there's a few other few other guys as well. Uh, Jim Johnson's in there as well. You know, guys who are just internationally known Kamado uh, enthusiasts as well. Um, but... Um, if you'd like to follow my musings and stuff I think is funny, um, I'm on Instagram and Facebook at, at Shire Smokers BBQ. And um, I'm always happy to share ideas. Um, just flick me a message, say good day. Bonjour, ça va, whatever, you know. Um, awesome. Cheers, mate. That was awesome. Yeah, so check out, check him out on Instagram and Twitter and get on there following up. Beautiful. Thanks very much, guys. Really love the show. It's been great having a chat to you and uh, talking about things we mutually love. Perfect. Thanks, yeah. for, Thanks for your time. No worries, guys. Cheers, mate. Thanks. Cheers. Bye. Bye. You're listening to United Q Podcast. We're brought to you by Pro-Q, Kamado Joe, Thermopen, and Smokewood Shack. Pro-Q's extensive range of bullet smokers, reverse flow, and gravity-fed smokers will suit all, from the home enthusiast to the big volume caterer. Kamado Joe, the king of ceramics, is renowned for build quality and innovation. From smoking, roasting, or searing, get that great barbecue taste and keep the moisture locked in.
Thermapen Instant Read Thermometers. Take the guesswork out of barbecuing with the super fast Thermapen. Smokewood Shack delivers quality smoking wood every time. They provide the smoky goodness, you provide the talent.